Toyota HIPAA Compliance prepares health insurance agents and employers that offer health benefits plans meet the HIPAA Compliance requirements. We complete the required documents and provide customized online HIPAA training through our HIPAA Prime service. Today's podcast covers issues important for employers who sponsor a health benefits plan. Jason Karn, Total HIPAA's Chief Compliance Officer, interviews David C. Smith, nationally recognized as a health and welfare's benefits compliance expert. Today's podcast is titled, What Happens If an Agency is Responsible for a Breach? What do you do if you have a BA who's responsible? Let's say you've been doing everything properly, or maybe you haven't been doing anything properly, but you know we had a, a client not too long ago who uh, the carrier sent basically a coverage notice to the ex-wife, and it had not only the employee, but it had the employee's new wife's health information in it. And they called us panicked. I mean, what do you do in that situation when your employee comes in just livid because, hey, this information was released or they find the breach? How do you deal with the BA and how do you, like whose responsibility is it for notification of the employee? Um, and maybe in, and also even notification of HHS at the end of the year once when, when you have to do those breach notifications. At one level, when you're trusting your information to be handled properly by someone else, you want to make sure they actually know what they're doing. Um, I've seen similar things happen with um, some flexible spending account administrators where they simply had they had a one-line mistake where 40 people got the wrong person's information. Right. And in those scenarios, the really scary thing is, you know, if you're asked this question by a regulator, what did you do to make sure that this company was protecting your information? Mm-hmm. If you have a blank look on your face and you can't really answer that question, there's really not a very good ending for you. Right. As I say to people all the time, there's nothing you can do to stop from getting sued. Mm-hmm. And this is the same situation. You know, if you're an employer and you let somebody have your information, they're a business associate. And they've signed a business associate agreement. Mm-hmm. And you know, you've just taken a little bit of step to see what they're doing ask for a copy of their notice of privacy practices, ask for a copy of their policies and procedures, just a, a, a small step. Then if something happens and it's their fault, it's not that you won't be sued, but it's really ultimately that you're not going to be responsible because they said that they had it handled. Right. It's become this scenario where I've had to say to some agencies, well, you're right, you're a business associate, mm-hmm. and you're taking all these steps, and that's great. But now what happens if your IT guy gets hacked? Right. He's not your employee. Mm-hmm. You know, he's this guy that you know who's done this for you for years, but he didn't take any responsibility for it. Right. Well, now it's back on you. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there is a bit of trust and verify where if you take that extra step mm-hmm. and just ask a simple question. Right. Like, do you have all your employees go through training? Mm-hmm. Do they understand how important is to protect my information. Right. Um, do you have any kind of confidentiality agreements? Do you have policies, procedures? Little questions mm-hmm. tell you a lot. Right. And in my experience, those might always be better by email mm-hmm. questions to be asked because then you got a record. Right. Be smart. Right. Um, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't let somebody borrow your car that you didn't know. And it's the same thing. You're, you're trusting them with a lot of really important information. Mm-hmm. And the kind of information that they mishandle right. can really create major liability for you. Right. 
And so in that situation, so let's say that BA that I've hired, though I've asked for their policies and procedures, signed the BA agreement with them, but they still had this, you know, this breach. Ultimately, who does this fall to, do you think? Do you think it still is, hey, as the employer, I need to get ahead of this because this is ultimately my employee because they don't know who Bob's file storage company is. They know that, you know, whatever this company gave to Bob's file storage. So is that better to come from the employee? Is it better to say, you know what, we we had a vendor who had a breach. This is the information that's come out or and how does that work? You know, it becomes one of those things uh, of, you know, what do you have to do and what should you do? Right. And ultimately, because of high tech, the real liability lies on the third party, right? Right. But if you're an employer, you've probably lost some confidence in that vendor based on what they just did. Right. And so if they, through some act of negligence or even you know, intentional non-action, resulted in this problem are you really going to trust them to communicate to your employees true so let's say that was a a a phi hack um who would be responsible for filing that with hhs would that fall ultimately to the employer would that fall to the to the third party we had a client who had their payroll vendor um who you know was literally doing payroll transactions and the new hr person had been there probably less than two weeks, and you know this person received an email, and when it was opened, and she opened the um, word attachment that was with it, it's a phishing expedition. Right. So now, you know the malicious third party had gotten into her computer system, and found the you know the always wise word document where she kept all of her passwords including the password to get into the payroll system. Mm-hmm. And so a couple of weeks later, when a payroll is run in the middle of the week for three employees, but it's not being sent to the bank account where their paychecks are normally being sent, but to some other bank accounts that were added by these hackers. Right. Well, in, in the scenario I just gave you, it would have been on the employer. Right. Because ultimately the hack was on their end. Right. That's that's why you do a that's why you do an investigation. Let's turn that and say it was somebody in the payroll company. Their computer was hacked. That's where the we find that's where that ends up. So when it comes time to reporting, you'd say the employer says, "Hey, we're gonna we're gonna you know talk to our employees and say this is what's going on." But it falls to the BA to then file with HHS to right. say this is what's going this is what went down. Right. Have you worked with any clients that have actually been audited? I've been through three audits of employers by DOL. Okay. It's a similar experience in the sense that a lot of times that information isn't always easily accessible. Right. So, you know, we've run into two or three scenarios. The really interesting things has been a couple of these employers who were audited, who were also providers. Mm -hmm. And they weren't audited for the purpose of being a provider. They were audited for the purpose of being an employer and it was this whole different level of, oh crap, of, <laughs> I've done all these things for my patients, but I haven't done any of these things for my employees. Right. And it becomes you know, kind of a big deal. So I do think that there's um, a certain level of documentation that's required. But you know, it's like the situation you and I recently talked about, 
there's also the tendency to worry too much about, you know, the big law firm or the big consulting firm that they do HIPAA compliance work all the time for big hospitals or large provider groups, mm -hmm. and they want to charge, you know, ten, twenty-five thousand dollars to help an employer who's got a hundred employees mm -hmm. to be HIPAA compliant. At the end of the day, they don't, you know, they don't have to spend that much money. They need the supervisors and managers to get the training, but at the end of the day, it's the three or four people who have access to the information that really need the paperwork and the training. Right. And so it is one of those areas where I think um, the money-making opportunity sometimes exceeds the need.